The Florida Panthers in the first 40 minutes of their Saturday game against the St. Louis Blues looked to have secured two points, but blowing a third period lead and now the Panthers going out west, they got a lot of mental hurdles to climb after this. We bring Alex Slump of Full Press NHL here on this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Monday, November 28th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listener of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Sirona, and the newest show on the Locked On NHL Network, Locked On NHL Prospects. And don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On Panthers on YouTube and send in a screenshot of your subscription and your five-star rating on any podcast app that you listen to so that you could win two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus New Jersey Devils game on December 21st. You could send it to me at LO underscore FLA Panthers on Twitter or email it to LockedOnFLAPanthers at gmail.com. So, Cats fans, that was a major stinker on Saturday. The The first 40 minutes for the Florida Panthers looked to be very promising. Two points up, up 3 nothing, then up 4-1, and then just uh, the last 20 periods, uh, a major collapse for the Florida Panthers. And it's something that we've seen a lot, not just the Florida Panthers, but a lot of other teams. It, it, it was the second-blown three-goal lead in the same day with uh, Edmonton Oilers coming back against the New York Rangers Saturday afternoon. And speaking of that, this will be a great time for me to bring in my guest of the show who covers both the Florida Panthers and the Edmonton Oilers. It is Adam Slemp of Full Press NHL and the Full Press and Panthers podcast. Alex, welcome back to the show. Armando, it's great to be back. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. And uh, great... And I want to say, even though the Canadian national team for soccer for the World Cup is uh, uh, ha- has two losses, it still must be very exciting for uh, the Canadian national team really to to uh, to be part of the World Cup. And when uh, Chris Johnston tweeted Davies, I thought he was talking about Florida Panthers prospect Josh Davies. And I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? And I'm like, oh, wait, Canada's in the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, different different Davies right there, but I can see the confusion. It's been a long time since uh, the the men's national team for Canada has been in that World Cup. So, yeah, uh, the country's excited to be there. There's a lot of good energy around it. I mean, they're officially eliminated now following their the loss to Croatia, but uh, you know the people back home they're they're really excited uh, just to be there. And I mean, you know, just uh, it's. I don't know each game is uh building towards the next World Cup where you know Canada, US, Mexico get a host. So it's uh it's fun. It's fun for the soccer fans over there right now. Yeah, so and and the USA they're in a win and in situation on yeah. Tuesday when they face Iran. 
a draw or a loss eliminated so they don't even have to pay attention to the other game that's going on at the same time england versus Wales. but let's talk about uh the the most recent game for the florida panthers uh they no alexander barkoff uh, for for the panthers a non-covid illness we'll talk a little bit about the the panthers without barkoff in segment number two but now oh one and one uh without sasha barkoff uh on the season but even without Sasha Barkov, they've proven that they could still go on stretches with scoring multiple goals in, in a certain stretch. I mean, with with the Dallas game, I mean, it, it was a product of them being down uh, four goals at the end of the first period, but they still showed that ability that they can find that secondary scoring even without the captain. And, of course, Matthew Kachuk has been a great story for the Panthers, a, a guy that's just fit right in. But even with even – with, Barkoff out getting a three goal lead multiple times just the just the Panthers and just the their inability to just I I believe it was a focus issue really in the third period really that that's really that really got them to dropping a point I mean it, it it's funny because the Panthers got one point on Saturday but it feels like kind of feels like they they dropped both points based on the monumental uh collapse on on Saturday yeah, 100%. That was a game that Florida should have won, right? Uh, it, it was really just this eight-minute mental lapse in the third period and allowed you know, the um, the Blues to get back in it. I thought they played a great game right up until then. But then, as, as, as Marie said at the end of, of the game, he's like, once it got to 4-2, you know, the team was playing more tentative right they were they weren't pressing on the puck as much they were kind of sitting back almost playing this like cautious hockey that we're not really used to seeing from the panthers and and it's true that was that style of play is what directly led to the third goal kairu just came in all alone on the right side ahead of the d or uh, getting behind the d there and then on the fourth goal it was letty just coasted in there's four four panthers plays around him he just coasted in got the puck into the zone and then turns into a goal so up, yeah, up until that point in the third period, the Panthers were, were playing great hockey, and they had multiple chances to put it away. I mean, Nick Cousins got, you know, denied on that, uh, like, wide-open look in the third period. Carter Hage missed a, that brilliant cross-crease feed from Lundell. I think that was late in the second period. Thomas Grace was giving up rebound after rebound. I mean, it was just the, the wind was there for the taking, and that's what makes it so frustrating. And like you said, even though they got one point, it really feels like they lost two. Yeah, and Eric Stahl also had an opportunity with Thomas Grice out of his net and then Thomas Grice recovering as well. I think that was in the in the first period, if I'm not mistaken. But it's funny, through 40 minutes, I was thinking, first star of the game, the entire blue line for the Florida Panthers because on the Ekblad goal, the, the, the Spinorama uh, goal, Gus Forsling gets in the passing lane in the Panthers zone, and that creates a rush for the Florida Panthers going the other way. I, I, uh, Radko Gudis had five shots on goal for, through the first uh, through the first forty minutes, and the broadcast mentioned how seven shots on goal was gonna was gonna be tying his career high. And then he he gets a he's a big part of that that goal that on on the bump to uh, Vladimir Tarasenko that led to the rush where Sam Reinhart as well had a had a great first 40 minutes as well both mm-hmm. of the um the stretch pass to Carter Hagee to create that goal his 12th oh, of the season yeah. Carter Hagee and then and then the right after the PK which nhl.com still has that as a shorthanded goal right now uh mm-hmm. even though it was just after after uh the PK, the the Panthers were just not allowing the the Blues to get that many shots on on the power play as well. They got just as many shots shorthanded 
ver versus the Blues power play as well. So it, just so many things were going right. And I was mm -hmm. really crediting that blue line just with this collapse. It feels like, I don't want to say a wasted performance by the blue line, but it's just, it, it, it's just you, it's just a missed opportunity the way I see it. A hundred percent really is a missed opportunity because that blue line was fantastic. They came out in the first, they were pushing the first two goals were by the defense uh, that, yeah, that, that play by Forsling to initiate the, that rush for Ekblad's goal. I, I don't think that was talked about enough. That was a brilliant play. And then Radko Gudis being hard on the blue line, being nice and aggressive. He keeps that puck in, fires it in. He get up to it. Yeah. It's just, it's a tough one to swallow. And as Gudis said at the end of it, he's like, you know, these games happen. He's like, we can't always be the one on the, you know, coming back. It's going to happen to us. And it's just one of those ones you have to, you know, you learn from, you learn from it. And then, and then just kind of forget about that game. Yeah. And, and with the way the Panthers were closing in on their gaps, it, it resulted in like the, such a discrepant, like such a big uh, difference in takeaways as well. The Florida Panthers, even, even on the losing end are, were 24 to six in, in favor wow. of when it came to takeaways for, wow. for this team but mm -hmm. like we said uh, a mental lapse uh, for for the panthers 19 to 4 shots on goal advantage for the st louis blues in that in that in that third period and you you already mentioned where the florida panthers were puck watching on pavel bushnevich and nick letty uh allowing uh, uh vladimir tarasenko to just be all alone on 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 spencer night and then the first two goals i mean the first one um, going off colin white's uh skate and 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 then uh and then Brandon Saad being right on the right, right there to to get it uh, to uh, a three-one game at the time, and then that one shot that was off the end boards, and then uh, Ryan O'Reilly was there to deflect it. I was like, okay, not going to put so much on 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 Spencer, but just, but but you mentioned as well. There's one guy. There's one guy on the Blues you can't let loose, and that's Jordan Cairo. Uh, and next year is the start of his uh, major extension, sixty-five million as well, uh, and just. And and it happened in overtime where they 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 let him loose and of course, Carter Verhage, uh of, of course with three out three hockey your matchups are going to be a little different you're you're not you're likely not going to always have a defenseman back there to uh, break up some passes as well but Carter Verhage, as soon as Jordan Cairo got a step it 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 was over for uh for 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 Verhage and uh, Spencer Knight on that one yeah uh, man that that's tough you know brilliant play by the blues there that I believe it was Krug with that big yes. stretch pass up to Cairo. And I like how, you know, uh, it was for that was chasing him down. Right. Yes. I, I love what he did because, you know, he didn't take a penalty. He took the whole, you know, forehand side away and he just had that blocked. And I thought while he was doing that, it would let like Spencer Knight was going to be able to pick up that Cairo's only option was to go backhand on him. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was played really well. By Verhage, um, you know, and I don't know. It, it, you know, it's also Kyrie. I mean, he's, he's good. You can only you can be like, oh, here you only get this side. He still can find a way to score. He's elite player, um, and it was just an elite play. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't really fault Spencer Knight on on that performance. Like you said, the first two goals, it's a it's a tough bounce. He kind of loses it on the first one. Not going to fault him there. The Ryan O'Reilly behind the net bank it off off the inside of his leg i think he could have 100 more tries at yeah. that shot and not get that go so it's tough there uh and, you know and and like you said earlier i think after those two goals it really just became a mental thing and they just kind of lost it and let that game get away from them because you know 
Yeah, you ever seen those things uh, when you watch like a game and you see the deserve to win o meter? Yeah, money puck. There it is. Yeah, this is one of those ones. Florida deserve to win. They were they're maxing out, redlining the deserve to win o meter. So this is a tough uh, tough loss for the Panthers fans. So uh, and they got a, a bit of a, a tough road swing here. So hopefully they can uh, bounce back and and get some good wins on the road here. Yeah, and Tori Krug was the was the guy who assisted on both those uh those uh, uh Jordan Cairo goals. I mean, he was the he was the Alex Petrangelo uh, replacement when when he left uh for for Vegas. So, so it, he's not he's not Petrangelo, but man, uh, I know he lost to them in the Stanley Cup final a few years ago. But you kind of see why uh, they they uh, went after uh, someone like Tori Krug in uh, in free agency just a few years ago when they when they lost for Trangela. But we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we are going to preview the um, five-game road trip for the Panthers, specifically Monday's game versus the Edmonton Oilers. But first, we're going to tell you all about Simply Safe. If you ever thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Panthers listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. In an emergency, 24 7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that a threat is real. So you can get priority police response. Simply Safe is a whole whole home security with advanced sensors of every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and out. Smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real. Even in hazardous sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats in your home. 24-7 monitoring service costs less than $1 a day. Less than half the price of ADT's traditional, professionally installed system. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash Locked on HL. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on HL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Second segment here on this Monday, November 28th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. So doesn't get it doesn't get any easier for the Panthers from here after after dropping a point currently out of a playoff position so that this makes it hurt a little more and past our benchmark of american thanksgiving the the very first the pretty much the first one you kind of see where your team is at the time and start of a five-game road trip for for the panthers the back-to-back on monday and tuesday against edmonton and then calgary matthew kachuk will be making his return on tuesday in Calgary, Vancouver, then Seattle on Saturday, and then Winnipeg on uh, Tuesday. Paul Maurice will be making his return uh, to Winnipeg. So a lot of returns uh, for for the Florida Panthers uh, and and some uh, as far as their coach and their uh, superstar winger. But Alex, uh, the, this game against the Edmonton Oilers, we spoke at the top how the Edmonton Oilers had a three goal comeback against the New York Rangers, the first one of of, of that day, and then. The last time these uh, two teams faced off against each other, just uh, the Florida Panthers were doing such a great job of containing Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl for the most part. Uh, the point that Connor McDavid got wasn't until the empty net goal uh, to seal the game for for the Oilers, and then uh, a, a strip of the puck by on Alexander Barkov by uh, Leon Draisaitl uh, got got uh, Warren Fogle to. Uh, for their third goal of the game in that one. And, but Stuart Skinner was the story of that, of that last matchup for the, for the Edmonton Oilers, like so many shots 
we and of course the analytics uh say that the, the expected goals with the florida panthers and creating their chances as well uh it, it and the Tyson Berry show as well uh, in, in that one specifically, when you're get when the, the goal is to stop McDavid and Dreisaitl, but your third pairing defenseman is getting goals. Uh, it's just a recipe for a, a loss pro- 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 probably. And uh, with, with how Stuart Skinner performed, it, w- it was, it was, it was a recipe for a disaster for the Panthers on that one. Yeah. The, that was a tough loss for him because as you said, they did a brilliant job containing the superstars right uh mcdavid like you said his only point came on that empty netter and then uh dry subtle had one to set up the game winner uh and yeah 40 safe performance by Stuart skinner he's probably getting the start again on monday had a fantastic game um you know you look at that and there's so many positives that the panthers can take away from that and i think again they just got unlucky because Anytime that you face the Oilers, it's always, how do we contain McDavid? How do we contain Dreisaitl? The Oilers, 45 goals that they've scored have come from Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl, and McDavid. And now with Kane Hurt, they only have nine other goals scored from the rest of their team. Okay? <sighs> this is top-heavy offense. And they, the Oilers struggle to get any sort of secondary scoring so far this year. So when you can contain the superstars, you really should win against the Oilers because they just don't have, you know, their secondary scoring backing them up. And and unfortunately, Tyson Berry decides to get hot, gets going. <laughs> you know, it's like, of course. <laughs> so just, you know, bad timing for the Panthers, great timing for the Oilers fans. <laughs> Happy to see him going. Um, but I think that the the um the way that the, the Panthers played, the script that they had, and, and they're like, okay, this is how we're gonna bring it to the Oilers. They could do the exact same thing Monday night, and they should see a better result. The Oilers haven't been that great at home. You know, they, uh, you know, their scoring goals and their power play, I believe, is operating at 31% at home, but they're still below 500 at home. They still allow almost four goals against at home. They're not as dominant as they used to be. And so I think that there's an opportunity here for the Panthers to come in first game of the road trip and steal two points uh, there in Edmonton. Yeah, looking at uh, the the Oilers' uh, home record uh, right now, uh, five six and zero at, at home right now for for the Edmonton Oilers, second second in the in the league in uh, power play percentage. So that's uh, definitely uh, one to 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 hopefully uh, stop. I mean, we were talking about uh, even previewing Saturday's game against St. Louis. I mean, the key of that one was to get on get on the on the scoring sheet on the power play against St. Louis, uh, one of the worst. Uh, uh, PK units and and of course now this now the now the script flips to can can you get your PK going against the uh, against the uh, Edmonton Oilers and special teams has been a lot better for the Florida Panthers as of late so that's a big credit to them and and the adjustments that they've uh, made d- despite despite that uh, collapse as well a few a few uh, notes uh, for for the Florida Panthers and is. Uh, Alexander Barkov was once again missing from the Florida Panthers. And uh, I just want to say, if you're looking, if you're coming on the show and expecting me to take, talk about any uh, hockey player's personal life on anything that's going on off the ice, uh, this is not the podcast for me to talk about what Alexander Barkov might be going on off the ice. But for, but so Alexander Barkov's going to be missing the first two games of this uh, road trip. So uh, Etulus Theranen was uh, placed uh, back at center on that uh, third line 
Of course, Bennett uh, and Kachuk are going to be manning that top line for a little while, at, le- at least until the third game of the road trip. At least that's the expectation. The Panthers say it's a non-COVID uh, illness. So the second time that uh, Barkov has had that, Maurice talked about a possible spread on the team uh, and a little bit worry. So Alexi Hepaniemi has been called up for uh, the Florida Panthers uh, fr- from from Charlotte on an emergency basis. So in an emergency basis, for anyone wondering, does not affect the salary cap because the Panthers had around like 230k of uh, cap space going into going into uh, Sunday. So it's like, how is this going to work? But emergency basis. So it's going to be only a short term thing. The Florida Panthers won't be using uh, 19 skaters, uh, even though that's a very tough place to be. But there's actually a little bit of a benefit. I was actually talking about with uh, uh, the guys over at Panther Parkway about the, the benefit of what 20 skaters can do. It's just that you're not always having a revolving door around that 13th forward or that seventh defenseman as well. And that you have the opportunity to continue to be with certain line mates instead of a different one every single time. What do you think about that, Alex? Yeah, I think that's it's important to be able to keep the consistency in in your lines because it, it helps with that chemistry. You're not trying to constantly feel out another another line mate. It also, you know, uh, another thing is it, it helps with line changes and avoiding too many men penalties you see that happen when you got like the extra player you know it's uh sometimes you like you see a guy and you're like oh that's my that you know that's my that's my line and you hop out and you're like oh no no no, no because like you know <laughs> it's like he was on that line now he's going up to this other one to play and it creates confusion i remember that one in my hockey days and that was always you know frustrating because then you take like such silly penalties and i mean that's not what you want to do against the oilers here but uh, bringing up Hepo Niemi, I'm I'm excited for it. We've uh, what only seen two looks at him this year, right? Mm-hmm. Against the Ducks and the Hurricanes. Um, I saw he's averaging ten minutes of ice, and, but I've liked what I've seen out of him. I would love to see him get a little bit more um, of an opportunity. He just has a, an amazing skill set, and um, I think he's done well at the AHL level. And I would just really love to see what he can do given the opportunity here in Florida. Because I mean, he is a prospect that. You know, I think Panthers are going to get used to seeing, you know, in, in in the coming seasons, he will be a staple on this team. Um, so I would like to see a little bit more of a look from him. I... Yeah, and, and also an opportunity for Lundell to get more top six minutes as well. We saw a little bit of it on the power play when Aaron Ekblad was out and, and Brandon Montour was hurt a little bit as well. And Matthew Kajak being suspended uh, for, for two games. So there's... Th- there's opportunities for players to be back in a position where they were just a few um, weeks ago, which was funny enough on a West coast trip that, that all, all that, a little bit of that adversity happened uh, for the Panthers. So uh, uh, definitely, definitely a chance for, 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 for those guys and, uh, and all, but uh, as far as the the Oilers, uh, you, you were talking about uh, Stuart Skinner uh, getting the start again. Uh, Jack Campbell got the start for the last two games. Uh, Talk about the goalie situation in uh, Edmonton because they signed Jack Campbell to that contract. Stuart Skinner's still a very young, uh, very young goalie, uh, and and maybe who knows, maybe the goalie of the future for for Edmonton. Uh, what what what's what what's the pulse like for uh, for Edmonton and the goalie department? Yeah, well, fans right now are. Uh... not the happiest with Campbell's performance, obviously, you know, rightfully so he's struggled a lot since, uh, you know, since coming to Edmonton. Uh, But, you know, thank goodness, Stuart Skinner has been playing as well as he has. Otherwise this Oilers team could be looking very bad. 
you know, right now. So, but the, the, I, the talk around the team is that they're not worried about Jack Campbell's play right now. They know that as a goalie switching teams, it's an adjustment period. And, and you'd like to think that after, you know, the amount of starts he's had that you would have figured it out by now, but I guess, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Goalies, you know, are different than players. You know, they're, they're very streaky uh, and, and sometimes they can really just get in their own head. Campbell has proven that he can be a starter and that he is a good goalie and he he still is that. And it's just about finding his game and finding his confidence. Uh, the coach has not lost trust in him. And the great thing is the Skinner's been playing so well that he it's it's giving the the coach Woodcroft there the luxury of being able to be patient with Campbell and um you know and and, and help him to to find his game. I think the Oilers will be fine in the goalie department and and will have a fantastic one-two punch. Um, right now, you know, Oilers fans are really excited seeing how well Skinner is playing because he will be the future. And I think it kind of when Campbell signed that five-year deal, they were like, whoa, isn't Skinner going to be our future? That seems like a long time to sign him. Um, but, you know, with the way the, the salary cap is going to move up and, you know, uh, $5 million won't be really that much for a backup three years down the road, I think we're probably going to see Campbell not serve that whole five-year thing i might be getting off topic here but i don't think he's going to be there for the full five i could see it being three Stuart skinner takes over that crease i think we'll see a dynamic 1a 1b sort of tandem from them for the next three years and then that uh i don't know kind of go from there but mm -hmm. i wouldn't and, be as concerned mm -hmm. they're okay yeah, <laughs> yeah and uh Stuart skinner being 24 years old and a very promising uh prospect for the panthers just like how spencer knight is a promising prospect for Florida. Now the splits for Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight are officially split 50-50 at 11. Um, I think I think Sergey Bobrovsky is going to get the start against the Edmonton Oilers because uh, even though Knight has uh, started both the games against Edmonton and Calgary at home, back-to-back, uh, -back, of course, one goalie has to go one night in the other, and I think Bobrovsky is going to get the net uh, for, for the Panthers on Monday because the last time the Florida Panthers played at Edmonton, Bobrovsky got a... Uh, a shutout, uh, a six nothing uh, uh, win for the Florida Panthers, where the Sergey Bobrovsky had 17 saves in the first period, which really carried the Panthers. So, uh, give a, a little bit of a confidence boost for for hopefully Sergey Bobrovsky. Uh, as as we don't, nothing confirmed, but that's going to be my guess on who starts on Monday for uh, the Panthers. But in segment number three, we are going to be talking about the uh, the lines and who we expect or who we think is going to win on Monday night between the Florida Panthers and the Edmonton Oilers. But first, we're going to tell you all about BetOnline. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football, basketball, soccer, esports. We got it all at BetOnline. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're, we're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. And speaking of games starting, uh, Florida, Edmonton, Monday night, a, r a rare Monday uh, game for, for the Panthers, uh, uh, 9.30 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time here, Valley Sports, Florida, and the Panthers are actually a road favor at minus 110. Uh, of course, we've spoken about the inconsistencies of the Edmonds and Oilers. Uh, top, very top heavy. Another uh, 
another part of their top heavy scoring is for, former Florida Panther draft pick uh, Zach Hyman as well. That's uh, another uh, another uh, high score for for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, recent recently signed a free agent contract from the Toronto Maple Leafs just uh, two off seasons ago. But uh, I think it's very important, Alex, for the Florida Panthers uh, after the way they after that letdown that they had on Saturday. I think any you got to get somewhere between six to seven points out of 10 in this, in this uh, five game road trip. I think, I think every single game, I think every single game in this one is even winnable. Uh, uh, of course, Vancouver's going through their own drama off the ice with their coach, Bo Horvat, whether he's going to get extended or traded uh, the, 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 the chemistry between Jonathan Huberto and the Calgary flames, along with Matthew Kachuk's return, uh, Seattle still being a new team, which the Florida Panthers haven't beaten Seattle yet. And of, of course, Winnipeg looking a lot better with Connor Hellebuck uh, looking like that he could be back to Vesna form as well. And looks like that maybe maybe they they really did need a new voice in, in Winnipeg after after Paul Maurice uh, resigned. But seven out of 10 points is very important uh, for, for the Panthers. I mean, I'll take six even for, for this team. But uh, who do you think uh, comes out on top on Monday night between the Florida Panthers and the Edmonton Oilers? Uh, you know, I, I've if I'm putting my money on anyone, it's the Panthers. Uh, they, the way the Panthers play their game, they're they're a come out the gate quick, high volume offense, getting all those shots on. Uh, I think that that could help maybe Skinner settle in. He likes that kind of thing. I think most goalies do. But the Oilers typically start slow. They start on the heels. I think. The Panthers come out, come out heavy, get on the board early. It gets the Oilers chasing. That's exactly where the Panthers want them. And as long as they stay disciplined in that first period and don't give the Oilers any chances, uh, you know, I, I like Florida in this one. I would be taking Florida. Yeah, uh, and I, I don't know what kind of odds, but <laughs> it's I, I like Florida in this. Uh, minus one ten are, are is are the odds for uh, the Florida Panthers and. Oh. Just looking at uh, when the Florida Panthers uh, score first, uh, nine four and one uh, when when they score first, and their and their only losses where they've lost uh, this season, uh, where where they've had the lead uh, going into going into the third period, were both uh, overtime losses for for the Panthers, and just the most recent one on Saturday, and then the the other one prior to that was their their loss against the the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, so. Really important for for the Florida Panthers to get off to a fast start. It's it's funny because even on the road, actually, the Panthers uh, when they score first, they they're actually under five hundred according to Hockey Reference uh, on the road. And this is base this is on the road. So the the Panthers they just uh, they haven't really been able to get so much con- so much consistency on on the road just yet. But uh, this is a this couldn't you couldn't ask for a better opportunity for the Panthers to to hopefully get uh kick kick started uh for for their uh for what's hopefully the next benchmark in in, in new Year's. so i mean when you talk about uh scoring uh they're they're minus five on the on the road uh as well so that's their their goal differential on the road and they even and they even outshot uh they even outshot their opposition by over 100 too so i trying to do the math in my head 116 that they've outshot opponents on the road this season but still a minus five goal differential and a three four and oh record when they score first i mean that's just bad puck luck right there yeah 
Yeah, I mean, we you talk about some of the games that they've had where putting a lot of pressure on goalies. I mean, the Arizona game, uh, for example, uh, they're, they're the first game of their most recent West Coast trip. Carter Hart going going off in their in their in their game against the Philadelphia Flyers as well. And now the the Philadelphia Flyers have now had three 10 game losing streaks in, in the last calendar year. So maybe maybe the issue isn't uh, coaching after all there, but mm-hmm. so it, it's just it, you look at that and then you say, how did the Panthers lose? But of course, uh, th- so much turnover as well for this team as well that we our expectations just can't be from fifty eight win Presidents Trophy no. winning Florida Panthers. Yeah, they they can't. Yeah, it's we need to be a little bit more realistic. Yeah, there are huge personnel changes coming through here. You can't expect to have that, what, 9-0 start they had last mm-hmm. season. Yeah, the 58 wins. That's not happening this year. But that's not to say this is a bad team. I still think it's a really good team, and I think they've been playing good hockey. And the fact that only one game under 500 at this point in the year with everything they've had to go through, like I said, personnel changes, a couple injuries to some key guys Ekblad and and Barkov missing some time the fact that the Panthers are still near 500 testament to how good this team is yeah and 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 like I said no but no this wouldn't be a better way than to do it on a on a west coast trip uh start starting Monday night in Edmonton then then Calgary Vancouver Seattle and then Winnipeg so definitely gonna definitely I hope that you Panther fans are able to stay up for for these games and if you don't happen to be staying up for these games you could always tune into locked on panthers well i'll be staying up for every game alex will be staying up for every game as well to as uh as we will be bringing you coverage of the florida panthers uh road trip uh out in western canada but alex i want to say thank you once again for joining me on this edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast uh, plug your stuff. Where the, can they find you on Twitter, and where they can they find your written work as well as your podcast? Yeah, so uh, I've, as Armando said, uh, I'm with Full Press NHL. So uh, FullPressHockey.com, you can catch all of my written work there. Uh, put in a podcast attached to uh, all of my. Um, well, it's a it's a series that I do called Takeaways. So you can always catch my podcast there, which I attach uh, as a recap sort of thing after every Panthers game. Uh, you can go to my Twitter at Alex Slump. I'm always retweeting my stuff there and uh, like to get on and do some live tweeting during games as well. So that's uh, fullpresshockey.com and my Twitter at Alex Slump. Awesome, Alex. Thank, thank you once again, and I hope to have you back on soon. Oh, man, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And if you like what you're hearing, Please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to all the other shows on the Locked On NHL network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steve Roden, and the newest show on the Locked On NHL network, Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Today brings you a 20-minute or less podcast on the entirety of the sports scene. You'll get some inclusive interviews and the take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Armando Velez with Alex Lent. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.